What's up, guys? This Welcome back to another episode of Intermittent Signals. Um, I got a little special episode for you guys today. Um, I got a guest with me, my boy Trey. You want to introduce yourself real quick? Yeah, what's good, y'all? Um, it's your boy, uh, Trey Matthews. Um, I also have a podcast as well. Uh, it's called the Rochillians Podcast. Um, it's me and one of my other friends. Uh, shout out to him, uh, Scott. Um, you can follow us at the underscore Brochillians. Uh, we're pretty much available on all streaming platforms. Word. I mean, honestly, for everyone who be looking at my episodes via Instagram, y'all probably seen me post them. I mean, if y'all fuck with me, y'all going to definitely fuck with them. I mean, you guys be posting our episodes. I mean, what, I guess, like, do you guys just bring up topics or you guys just talk, like, just, just um, off, the, off the dome? So, <laughs> sounds like a freestyle off the dome. Uh, but honestly, like, we, we have a list of topics that we do sometimes. Or, you know, it's 50-50, I would say. Uh, some of it off the dome. Some of it is written, like, as far right. as the topics. I mean, with my episodes, I never I, – I, I have a topic, but I don't have a script, if that makes sense. I don't think anyone really has scripts. I mean, podcasts are really hard to script out, if I'm being very honest. But I yeah. definitely have, like, a topic, I would say. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just different topics, and I feel like those topics just lead off into different tangents. Um, For sure, no, yeah, I totally agree. That's just a normal conversation. I mean, that, that's when you know you have a good podcast, when, like, you and your boy, like, instead of you just talking about, like, what's on the menu, you just talk about, like, you just ignore the microphone, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I and I appreciate you, uh, you know, letting me get on your platform and everything. Uh, I've listened to a few of your episodes. I'm new to your, uh, to your podcast, and you have some dope content on here, too. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, bro. I mean, it took a while. I mean, honestly, for everyone that didn't know, like, you know, I was out, you know, I, I stopped making podcasts for about three months because I hadn't, I ran into issue with, like, SoundCloud and, like, other streaming five, I had to pay like fourteen million. You introduced me to um, Anchor, which is I'm gonna plug that um, whatever that whenever I find that ad, I'll I'll plug it in. We'll we'll find we'll figure that out. But shout out to you on that. You were able to help me get back on my podcast grind, and I don't know, bro. Like I, I like this shit, bro, because this is just like I'm just talking. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. Like I'm I wouldn't say I'm the most creative when it comes down to like art or like music. But I don't write songs, but I feel like. I don't know. This is a good way for me to like just express my opinion out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love doing podcasting. It's it's like therapy for me. I feel that. No, I feel the same way. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because like I can, I feel the same way. Just like it just elite. I don't know. I feel like it's like a there's just less pressure off my shoulders. I don't know how to. I don't know how to explain it better. It sounds corny, but I don't know. That's how I put it, basically. <laughs> but let's bring on to today's topic. Um, just music in general. I would say um, we're going to delve into a couple other things, but um, you, have you listened to Ye's album last week or when he dropped it the other week? Uh, so I might get some flack for this, but I actually didn't uh, listen to it. Um, these are, before I go on my little rant or tangent, I guess, like these are just my views and ideologies on it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not the biggest Kanye fan anymore. Uh, he kind of lost me after it was around the life of Pablo time. Um, you know, okay. when he got on his whole, uh, you know, Trump wave and all that, I was just, I just took a step back from the music and that's when the antics overshadowed his actual talent for me. Word. 
was that did you stop you stop fucking with him because he got like super political or did you stop fucking with him like because of the life of Pablo because there was about like there was a bit of a gap between the, the the life of Pablo and then him going on his like weird tangent run mm-hmm. well I think Kanye has lost his noodle for a while now <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just think I just think the whole political at least at least who he's aligning himself with is what just took like i was just like nah i'm cool on it the whole trump wave that's just what that was like oh, no, a yeah. cake for me i get you no i i don't i mean you, you you haven't known me like for like years and years and years but like you know me for like probably like two years now but mm-hmm. i mean honestly bro like growing up i used to be a huge a fan college dropout late registration graduation my dark beautiful twisted fantasy i mean those are like albums i grew up with and i mean you're right when when he when he did when he started going on that like when he off the wall shit with like trump and like him just when he went on that weird tmz you know what i'm talking about this mm-hmm. tmz thing yeah last year i forgot what he mentioned but he said he mentioned something with slavery and that's I, that shit just blew me and i mean it I'll, was i'll say i'll say this like I think Kanye, like the person, I think he's actually a good guy, probably in real life, if, you know, if we got to meet him one-on-one or, mm-hmm. you know, meet him. But I, I just think he just comes off the wrong way a lot of times and rubs people uh, the wrong way a lot of times. Because now, I mean, cause now even, yeah. with his, uh, even with his church thing, you know, where he's going to different churches and performing – that could rub people the wrong way too, because you can argue that's kind of like exploiting churches. Like he's doing all this to get. Yeah, I, th- I felt the money. same thing. Honestly, I felt like he was kind of using like God and Christianity and Jesus to like kind of push it back. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, he is saying like, "Oh, I'm like, you know, props to him." He say like he got in touch with God and everything. But I mean, for him, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to judge him too hard, just because. I definitely have seen people change from religion, but like I do see where you're coming from where he's definitely could come off as using Christianity, you know, and for I, for his album. And I don't want this to sound like like a hate <laughs> segment. No, for sure, for sure. I understand that. <laughs> but he he definitely has, don't get me wrong now, he's probably one of the best musically to ever do it and all that stuff. I'm just I'm just stating the facts from what yeah, no, from what I understand I've, that. What it, at least what I've seen over the course of these past couple of years. So, just quick tangent. Ha, I know you said any more, so I'm assuming you used to fuck with Ye back in the day before Pablo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like how you were um, alluding to about um, his previous bodies of work. You know, um, college dropout, late registration, uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. That's that's the kind that I liked, and we probably yeah. won't ever get back. Because I don't think music is his main focus anymore at this point in his career. No, yeah. I mean, if so, unlike Trey, I did listen to the album. But if I'm being very honest, I didn't perceive it. It's not my favorite for him. I listened to the whole album once each song. It's like a 25-minute album. But, mm-hmm. I mean, there's like one or two good songs, honestly. It's Follow God and Close on Sunday. But, I mean... Mm-hmm. it's not something that I'm going to download into my Apple Music. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, I'm going to stream it, and then that's it, and I'm going to move on. Now, were the were the features good? Mm, he had a, His production, I think, was solid. I don't think, if I recall, I don't think he had any features. Oh, he did? Um, wow. I might be wrong, honestly. You know what? One thing, 
he didn't curse on his album, not once in the whole album. That was actually kind of surprised with. Yeah, that was gonna be my next question because I heard, you know, I heard people talking about it, but I just didn't know how true or not that was. No, he he did not curse at all. No. When you go into Apple Music, you know, it's like how the new albums, like explicit, mm-hmm. not explicit. There's no two versions; it's just really just one album and just no cursing in it, which is kind of weird in today's genre of music, honestly. So off, speaking, so I'm sorry. Ahead. Last question about it. So like yeah. off, off the content of what you heard on that on that project. Do you mm-hmm. think he's at a good point in his life right now, like as far as like where his head is at? I think he's, I think he's content because he definitely. I feel like in his album, you can kind of hear that he is definitely like in touch with his religion, like. But the one thing that throws me off, um, I know you said you haven't listened to Ye in a while, but he dropped a song with, it's a notable um, lyric he had last year. He made a song with Lil Pump about. Just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it to you. That's it. And I'm just wanna see your reaction. I'm a sick fuck. I like a quick fuck. He said that a year ago to this day. And you're telling me he went from that to a song called Follow God or Close on Sunday? I mean <laughs> That's a sick ass I mean, bar, dog. <laughs> bro, are you oh. <laughs> I mean see, I'm that's just, what I'm talking about. Like how do you go from from that? And I'm not saying you can't you can't progress i guess like in music i'm not saying that at all but it's just two different spectrums and extremes he went from for sure and that's that's what also kind of throws me off just because i mean it's very possible 100 i completely see it but i just don't know if it's possible yay and to to go backtrack on what i said earlier he did have a couple features he had um ty dollar sign fred hammond he didn't have a lot of rappers on his own in terms of like features mm-hmm. but i know pierre produced like half his album and i mm. felt with pierre heavy yeah me too shout out your pierre that ass. speaking of pierre and his other productions um thugger's album what you think of that Thug man i was so happy to hear that album man shout out it's to you yeah I, I, I fucked with it it was it was a great album from from beginning to end it was maybe yeah, one I'm or two very happy for with me. It. um but like overall i think i think it was a great project I mean, you know, I kind of a lot of rappers to me. Like when I like when I like first discover them and when they hit like the mainstream, I get worried. Like they kind of once they hit that mainstream platform, that they they don't really make that music that I kind of like fucked with at the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see. So like, Mm -hmm. I was gonna say like slime season, and then like all that when that first drop, I'm like, yo, that's great, and then. I forgot he dropped an album before. I forgot the name. I'm just blanking me out, and I wasn't that big of a fan. And then when I when he dropped so much fun, and I see everyone on Twitter and my Instagram talking about. It, I kind of got worried. Just I'm like, oh fuck, this is like mainstream, mainstream type shit. And I was like, I don't want to like, like this is definitely not gonna be an album to enjoy. And I completely regret it. I was completely wrong. I listened to that whole shit front to end, mm-hmm. and that shit was great. Um, solid with that album, honestly. Shout out to Thug for that. Now, now for me, you uh. The albums that he dropped before that was, I think it was Slime Language or it's Super Slimy or something like that. I didn't really care for those two projects. And then he had like that one that was like Beautiful Thugger Girls or something. Yeah, honestly, you like that one? Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't my favorite by him. I, I like his older, um, older stuff personally. See, I felt the same thing. I thought Jeffrey and Beautiful Thugger Girls, his last two albums, were, eh. They were just in. Super slimy. I think that album, I liked it just because of the future, though. 
That's the thing. Because that was a collab with Future, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. In Future, you know, Thug. Mm-hmm. And then, honestly, bro, I didn't really – I wasn't too fond of Slime Season 2, if I'm being very honest. But the Barter 6, Slime Season, I mean, them shits were classics type shit. And then his mixtapes from back in the day, I don't hey, – I mean – I, I'll Solid. say because it's some people that I, I hear some young thug slander sometimes. He's he's an acquired taste because he's he's he mumbling. <laughs> he's mumbling half the time, and then like he's singing, and then he wants to rap. It's just like you never know what you're gonna get with him. See, I think he's definitely like an interesting person. Um, when I say that, it's basically I mean like yeah. Well, I mean he honestly cre- like mainstream the mumble rap like thing honestly like because of him look at like all the artists right now coming out out of the day like you know gunna baby keed you know those people came because of thugger and ysl you know but you know you know back in like if i'm being very honest like if you talk to wasif from like middle school or like elementary school you know that wasif was listening to shit like eminem you know some like corny shit i mean (laughs) in hindsight corny shit but back then I, i was like Yo, this isn't like real music, you know what I'm saying? But obviously, my music taste has definitely been changed, and obviously, today's music industry in general has just changed. And honestly, it is coming down to Thug, and Thug is a, definitely a character just because of you know what he be doing, how he be dressing. It's yeah, it's interesting to say the least. But again, at the end of the day, I respect it just because whatever he's doing is working. Honestly, yeah, likewise. I mean, just just to go off, like, what, I mean, just influence he's had, man, off, like, the industry. Like, I wouldn't, him and Future kind of came up together, and then, I mean, I feel like they create, they helped create modern-day Atlanta music. Well, I guess I would say Gucci would, what I would, him, Gucci and T.I. started it, like, tried the foundation. Yeah. So I will say Thugger and Future definitely pushed it, and now we got people like, you know, Playboy Cardi, um, you know, then Key gonna you know YSL in general. Um, yeah, they they're future. Going back to what you were saying, future and thug, they're definitely staples in the game. Um, it wouldn't be we. They have a lot of stepsons. I like to say out here. <laughs> if it was <laughs> if it wasn't for them, <laughs> we wouldn't have half of these rappers out. Even even like when you think about like a a group like Migos, like that all stemmed from I think like Gucci Mane. And oh yeah, for sure. Just that for whole sure. era of rap. I think, I mean, when I when I mentioned like the the introduction of mumble rap or like that introduction when that first dropped, people were like, "Yo, this isn't real music. Like this shit's whack." Yada yada yada. And now look at them now. Even freaking pop stars from like the Valley, Valley Hills, California, is making shit like that. Just because, if you think about it, Atlanta started that shit. You know? Yeah, definitely. And they've been on top of the game. You know, people say, y'all can say what y'all want about, you know, quote unquote, the mumble rap. I don't know what to categorize it as, but. I mean, it's rap. It's, it's just, it's rap, bro. That's that's the thing nowadays. And I respect it 100%. And Atlanta's been, you can argue, I, I think this is a known fact. Atlanta has been on top of the rap music scene and just like influence on the culture period, at least for like the past decade or so, if not longer. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm hmm. I wouldn't say the past decade. I would say, mm-hmm. I would say maybe the early, like the first two, three years of the two of the two twenty tens. I would say Chicago was very close to taking it. 
I would say Chicago had a very firm grasp because of, you know, Dirk and, you know, Chief Keith, who was huge, you know, when I was in high school. Right. But I mean, for sure, Atlanta is definitely taking over. I mean, when you think of, when you last, like, ask me what my favorite rappers, I'm going to mention, um, you know, Gunna, Thugger, Baby. Oh, honestly, not Baby. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, Gunna, Thugger, Cardi, honestly. I mean, they're all mumble rappers. They're all from the A. And if you think about it, look at like Lil Uzi, for example. Uzi, definitely a mumble rapper. I would say Uzi is definitely being influenced off of Thugger's like wave. I'm not trying to say he's buying his wave, but I'm saying like yeah. he definitely learned. Not well, yeah. I guess you could say learn, but like saw what Thugger was doing, manipulated it to work for his own wave, and now it's working. Mm-hmm. And I, that's. See, that's that's where sometimes I wish like we can move past this mumbling phase of, of music because everything everything sounds the same now, you know, like that's one way mm-hmm. like as far as like cadence, uh, rhythm or just how the 808s on every song on some of these rappers you just named. Um, it just sounds really similar. And sometimes I'm just ready like for a fresh start to, to where it's like, OK, what's the next wave? So, OK, I get what you're saying. So I guess. I mean, when you look, when people think of, so I guess if you look at his, in history in general of rap, you know, rap used to be its own, like it used to be a subgenre of rock music, I guess, back in the day. Then it became its own genre, like rap music. Nowadays, you're seeing different types of rap. I think you see mumble rap. You could see like, I mean, you like have- house, like. Like rock, like he- like heavy metal rock. I mean, I I would try to like how XXX makes music. I don't think XXX's music is like mumble rap. Yeah, I, I see. I see what you're alluding to on that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like the name, I'm blanking on the name right now. But it's just you know, like how you were talking about Chicago. That's kind of like drill music. X. That was. That's probably like. I think it's heavy metal. I would classify it as heavy metal rap. Honestly. Yeah. That's what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm not. I'm not trying to even like. I mean, I respect that. Like, rap has gone into subgenres, and like, honestly, rap has even gone in. Like, I would say, pop music and rap has mixed together to the point where it's almost unrecognizable. Yeah. Because, I mean, they 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 mix together so easily. Speaking of Thug, Thug, Thug dropped a, you know that that song with Camille. I forgot her name. Honestly, the Havana song. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I I can't think of her name right now, but I or the person's name, but I know what you're talking about. Um, but I but I get what you're saying as far as just like rap now is so popular popular than it was ten years ago. So it's 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 displayed on a a whole new level than it was before. And you know who who made who put rap on that pedestal? The A. Shout out to the A on that. Yeah, because honestly, you can't you can't say other city did that. A few people mentioned like. You know, L.A., oh, L.A., old school, Kendrick Lamar. I mean, I absolutely respect Kendrick Lamar, but who else from L.A. is doing what Atlanta is doing? You can't explain anyone, honestly. Right. Not even Same that. Thing, just, I mean, it's just impact. Like, they don't have any, anybody from the West Coast. And I don't mean this in, like, disrespect. You know, they have, you know, like, the YGs of the world or, you know, whoever, like Nipsey. But yeah. as far as just, like, who's been running the game, it, you can't, you can't. You can't. Uh, you can. I, you really can't. You know what I mean? I mean, you could on, almost argue ASAP Rocky and like the mob up in New York, but I mean, if you think about it, I mean, how the mob, like how they be making their music, 
it's very close to how Atlanta, like their Atlanta's genre of music. You know what I'm saying? I think I think New York's uh, conundrum is always they they beef with each other a lot, and they mm-hmm. never, I guess they never get past like egos or you know whatever, they don't bring whatever each other their up. problems are compared to Atlanta. They're just you know rappers here. They're cool with each other, and everybody's just trying to get money. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I could definitely see that. I mean, wh- damn, I completely forgot. What was that dude that had beef with um Thug like a couple months ago? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Like, he was in Lennox, and then Thug was like, yo, I'm, luck- I'm lucky, like, you got a wife because I would have shot you dead type shit. Oh, uh, I YFN Lucci. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, that's that's one example. I- I'll give you that one. Um, no, no, no I'm, not, I'm not trying to, like, give you a backdrop. I'm just saying that shit was hilarious. Uh, I'm just thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I, I don't know. And then, That's one example. Thing, That's Atlanta's, honestly... Atlanta's really small, too. <laughs> so you run into think... you can run into your enemies, like, like right, right around the corner. Yeah, you really can't. I mean, it's just a question. Were you, were you, um, are you from Atlanta or are you, were you from, from somewhere else? So I was born in New York. Uh, I'm from the okay. Bronx and I moved here. So do you got love for like New York music in general, a little bit more detailed than compared to like, I guess your peers down in Atlanta? Wait, say it one more time. So do you, as, like, since you got, like, you know, you're born in New York, do you have, like, an affiliation with, like, New York music, I guess? Like, do you fuck with New York music more than what you perceive compared to your, like, your friends? Nah, I think, I, I like to, I like to say, like, I'm a South boy because even though I'm, I was born there, like, I've been here in Atlanta since eight, nine years old, and... Oh, so I, you were born and raised yeah. here in the day, <laughs> Yeah, the music here, I, I just, I just like better, honestly. I feel that. I mean, like you know, of I, course. Yeah. As far as like you know, uh, rappers or just you know artists that came from New York, you know, I like Hove definitely. Um, just like anybody else from New York would. Uh, yeah. I think that's like the main uh, person I listen to that's from New York, though. You don't listen to Rocky? Uh, he's not. I mean, like his older work is cool. Um, I just, I just think now he's more of a like a fashion icon or figurehead mm-hmm. in that. I could definitely see that. What about? I think. I mean, you said what about like from New York? Yeah, like or just like you generally, like who, like who are you, like who are you listening to on the daily basis? I guess on a, on my shuffle. I mean, honestly, bro. If I'm thinking about it, I mean, I, I. Uh, See, that's so confusing. It, I'm, I'm, a, I'm at a conundrum here just because I used to fuck with Travis Scott so heavy back in the day. Like, his older shit, bro. Like, you know, Day Before Rodeo, Al Faro. But, like, when he dropped, like, his recent albums. I mean, Astro is the only exception. But, like, his his album before that, bro, I did not fuck with. And, like, I, I guess, I mean, nowadays, I mean, I still even listen to it. I listen to old school, you know, not even old school, just older Travis Scott music. Mm-hmm. I would say... Gunna for sure. I fuck with him heavy. Um, Uzi, definitely Uzi. Uzi's probably top five for me. Uzi and uh, dang, it's hard for me to say. Do you? Um, I would say, go ahead. As far as like lyrical, like who who would you go to like lyrically? Lyrically, I would go with. I'd go with Kendrick, honestly, bro. I fuck with Kendrick heavy on that. I mean, when people. Honestly, bro, I mean, 2014, you know, four Hills drive, J. Cole, yes, for sure. I can I can bump that. No problem. Classic. And then, 
I mean, honestly, bro, I can't think of a bad Kendrick album, bro. Like, I'm I, I'm trying to think of one right now. To Pimp Butterfly was good. And then... Of course, good fit, Mad Met, City. Mad City. And then... Damn. What, the, the Damn was good. And then what was... Damn, I, uh, people are going to hate me for this, for me just blanking on this. There was one album I had a bunch of, like, numbers on it. Section uh, 80? Is it that one? Is this Section 80? Let me... I mean, let me Hold on, let me Google this shit real quick because this shit makes me very mad. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I knew it because li- I've been listening to that shit for a minute. Um, fuck, it's a load. Is it like Untitled uh, or something? Is that- yes, it's it's Untitled. It's Untitled Unmastered. That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. That shit's fine. And Section Eighty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Section Eighty's fine too. Honestly, bro, even when he like when he went mainstream and dropped like he made the soundtrack for Black Panther, that was honestly a pretty good compilation too. Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree on that. I was actually I was actually surprised um, when I listened to it. I thought it was gonna be I thought it was gonna be bad. Honestly, just got thought it was gonna be like hella pop music, but it was very good, bro. Mm-hmm. I agree, man. So I guess who do you go to when it comes down to lyrical rap? Uh, like, would you still stay with Hove? Definitely Hove. I think I think he's the best rapper to ever do it. <laughs> that's just that's just really it. yeah. Hmm. Um, as far as okay. it's, it's as far as just like substance and music, like. Hove, Hove is awesome. Um, J. Cole, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, people will argue and say, you know, Drake had a ghostwriter or, you know, has one. But mm-hmm. I, me personally, I think I think for the most part, he wrote he writes the majority of his records. Like, you know, uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. He did have, have a ghostwriter in that time period. But I think now, because even if you look at the credits on these albums or like the songs, it's all him. So... Uh, I mean, you could also think of the fact, I mean, he could have easily been like, you know, you'll put my name on there so it'll look straight. Very you know true. Very true. But if you get, if you're going to get paid for it, you're going to want your name on the, on the, um, I guess, credits. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you know this, but his ghost or his alleged ghost, like Quentin Williams, he's exactly from the A. Yeah. So yeah. the A's everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quentin. Yeah. Quentin Miller. Quentin Miller. Sorry. Yeah. Quentin Miller. Yeah. He's from the A too. And but yeah, honestly, I didn't think about Drake. Drake's solid, honestly. I don't know why Drake slipped my mind, but I would say, I guess I that's definitely like the cheat code. Everybody who doesn't like, yeah, honestly, bro. Like, if you don't fuck with Drake, you're just a hater, honestly, at this point, because he he really makes music for everyone. If I really think about it, I don't. I mean, he he does have like mid albums, like his album do, do be mid here and there, but like I never thought to myself like this is an awful album. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I I, I agree. Um, and then as far as like any others, I would definitely say Meek, Ross, and um, the late Nipsey Hussle. That's that's really yeah. influences for me. I would, are, okay, so question when it, when it regards to Nipsey, when you would you say that you listened to him a lot more before he you know tragically passed away, or would you say that you appreciated music more afterwards? So. I've always been a, a Nipsey fan. I, I knew I was big on his music, you know, uh, what he stood for, you know, before, you know, before he passed away and people who didn't know about him found out about him. Um, right. Like, as far as like, I don't know if you're familiar with any of his albums, but like. Uh, I am. Yeah. The Marathon, Crenshaw. Uh, right. Mailbox Money. Pretty much all his albums. Like, I was I was up on because. Actually, it's, it's it's crazy because my dad actually um, introduced me to Nipsey, like as far as like his music, 
and um really yeah like my dad listens to hip-hop also and um that's why i heard that's why i heard nipsey from and just ever since i've just been rocking with nipsey i mean i would say you know when people like mention like oh like same thing for the situation with the late you know the great mac miller like people are like oh young listen to him now because he's passed away i think honestly like it's tragic that they passed away but i'm like i'm I'm happy that a lot more people are get introduced to their music. I know it's a way a technically dick writing or trying to like quote unquote hop on the wave, but I, I really I just appreciate how newer you, you reach a new audience and new people get to appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Because honestly, I mean like I fuck with the marathon and the marathon continued back in the like when it came out. But honestly, maybe a lot of people listen to it, you know, honestly maybe after he passed away. And I'm glad that people were unable to like just appreciate that album you know what i mean yeah definitely i can attest to that um i always think like how you how you were uh, just saying it's it's good to you know reach new audiences it's just unfortunate in those cases of how it happened you know how they reached out to other audiences but um i mean it's i don't know i, I just don't like how people how some people on social media they portray like they've been fans since day one i guess that's more of my issue when they're like been rocking since the beginning or you know just whatever I guess that rose I the think, wrong way a little bit. I, no, I, I definitely get what you're saying. I think people do that just come down to the fact like, oh, I'm better than you are or I'm cooler than you are just because I, I rock with them longer than you. I think you don't have to push into people's faces saying, yo, I fucked with this dude longer than you have to, so that I'm cooler than you. I think it just comes down to like social media in general that's you trying to like be better than the other person. I think that's what it comes down to to me. Yeah. Also known as clout. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, exactly. I mean, you're just, I mean, nowadays, do just be cloud chasing just because, I mean, nowadays you have social media, like a great platform to like say, look at me. I'm cool. Appreciate me. I mean, all right. All right, dude. Thanks. Appreciate it. You still you still like the rest of us. You still hustling out here like the rest of us. You know, you're not different from us. Yeah. Um, I think some people need uh, or pretty much I think all of us need some type of social media cleansing. Um, I don't know about you, but like I. Me sometimes, sometimes I go a couple of days without being on social media because it's just it's just good I've, for how how is that? I've I've always wanted I've always considered of doing that. Like, what's the like what's your thought process behind that? I, I just look at it as you know we wake up for the most part. You know the first thing you do is grab your phone, check check the latest headlines on you know Twitter, Instagram, whatever whatever vice of social media is your choice. Um, and that influences you. That influences you a lot, whether whether you know it or not. It does. It, mm -hmm. it, it changes your mood because imagine waking up and seeing, you know, like wh whatever it is, like you know, somebody getting shot or whatever on on social media. Because now all this content, everything is so desensitized, and and that affects your mood. Like you know, waking up and seeing something like that that puts your day already in a bad mood, and then it just forward after that you know what i mean um i do mm -hmm. and i just think now people they don't form their own opinions they go off of other people's thoughts uh ideas and what they believe in and then uh i guess agree with them and then try to put that on other people and keep that cycle going yeah no i i, I could definitely attest to that i mean i've I've always considered doing that just because I've done that. I mean, I only do that for like finals week just because I'm like, let me just distract myself. Let me just shut down social media for like three weeks. Mm -hmm. And honestly, bro, like, I mean, honestly, people are not going to like try to admit this, but like people do be addicted to social media. Cause I'd be like noticing like three, four days in, 
I'll be like, oh shit, let me, let me let me try to check what's on Twitter, or I'll try to like pressure myself. I mean, you, a great example would be like this last weekend. Um, I left my MacBook charger at like if, you know I, I, in Athens, and I was back in Gwinnett for the weekend, mm-hmm. and so I didn't use my computer for the weekend. And like for those two days, I was like, you know, when I get bored, I'm like, oh, let me just hop on the internet, just check on what's up on ESPN or what's up on Twitter, and I couldn't I couldn't do it. And I was just like, I mean, obviously I could use my phone, but like, it's just, I just got annoyed. And I mean, it does hit you back. Like maybe people are a lot of, nowadays very dependent on the internet, social media in general. I, I mean, it's definitely, I, I can attest to that. I would say I'm probably addicted to the internet, honestly. See, yeah. And, and I think, you know, it's the internet, it's the good and bad thing. You know, it definitely it's definitely done some positive things. It's changed the world. I mean, because now we live in everything is digital now. Um, right. But now everything is just so like, give me, give me, give me, like so fastly consumed. I like to like compare it to like fast food. Um, It's just, I don't know. It's just nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. How about question about this? So before I even ask you the question, just for those that don't know, me and Trey both work at Apple. So would you say working at Apple, would you have, be- have you become a little bit more dependent on technology or have you become less dependent on it? Uh, I've become less uh, dependent. It's steered me away a little bit because um, when you, when you're actually working for that company and you see how much people rely on their phone, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's really, it's, it's eye opening, man. Like it is kind of scary. It is scary. Like every, like people's lives are on their phones and, and that's just ah, it's just a lot for me like me i'm a i'm a person i'm a private person so on mm-hmm. social media or just in the internet in general i post stuff here and there like i'm not the type of person to post you know how some people post everything from like a daily up update to the time they go to sleep like i don't care what you're eating for breakfast lunch and dinner <laughs> <laughs> <Word>. <laughs> you know but i mean to answer your question though uh, it ste- it steered me away a little bit because it's it's just getting me more in tune with life, like what's in front of me, like family, friends, you know, stuff that really matters. Right. I would say, honestly, from my situation, I've definitely, it has been eye-opening to see how much people have been dependent on, like, technology. Like, so, again, just for, you know, just for clarification purposes, me and Trey are both technicians, so we both, like, help people fix phones. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, as a technician, I have seen, like, people really freak out saying, oh, my phone's not working. And like, you know, five, 10 years ago, if you say my phone working, like, oh, that's fine. I got my shit saved somewhere else. Or like my life isn't over. It's fine. It's just a phone. But nowadays, since you, like you said, everything's connected and a lot of people do be relying on that. It is kind of, it is scary. I can, I can definitely say that. Yeah, man. It's, I don't, I don't know. I, I like, I like when times were more simple sometimes. Like when when we had Nokia's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, bro. Have you ever? My my dad had a Nokia back in the day. That shit would never break. I remember like when my little brother. I remember my little brother at the time. I mean, he would just he would fling that phone just because I don't know. He's a baby. He's stupid. He's just flinging phones. My dad does not care whatsoever. It's a Nokia. Nokia's aren't gonna break. You probably still can get a Nokia to this day, and it still work. You know, honestly, bro, and play Snake. <laughs> Bro, you drop a you drop a Galaxy or you drop an iPhone, that shit's over with. Shattered. <laughs> Just over with. And then the price of the fix it, I don't even want to talk about that. Oh my lord. But I was gonna say, man, we're almost on time. I was gonna, let me just real quick before we go. I know this is a quick little tangent. 
on your, I know you mentioned you were talking about the NBA in your last, your most recent episode, and I'll, I'll link that to everyone in the description whenever y'all do. Do you see the Hawks going to the playoffs this year? Just how they're playing right now? I do. Um, actually, while we're having this conversation, I, I have the TV on mute watching the Hawks play the uh, Sixers right now. <laughs> they're actually winning too. Are um, they, bro? I watched Trey when he played. Who did they play on Saturday? I completely forgot when Trey put up was thirty eight. Might have been Orlando. Orlando, yeah, it was Orlando. Bro, Trey's a baller, bro. He's really about to be like an all star for us. Yeah, man, I, I totally agree. I as far as playoff team, I don't want people to get this confused. I'm not saying there'll be a number one seed or anything. Oh no, us. no, absolutely. Um, not. I'll probably see him if if they do make the playoffs. I, I say about eighth, seventh or eighth. I'll give them. Cause, you know, they- I would. I mean, coming into this season, honestly, with the young core we had, I would have been like, making the playoffs would be a nice surprise. But I'm happy just like being another lottery team and then prep for next season. Because honestly, bro, like we're solid. But I feel like give it a couple more years and we'll be like, we'll be like the Sixers. But honestly, probably better. Yeah, because but we're 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 continuing to make progress. You know, um, on and off the court, and that's and that's what I like because. We have the veteran president to Vince Carter. I know this is his last mm-hmm. year, you know, um, like like how you said, Trey Young, uh, Collins, uh, Kevin Herter, Cam, the rookies, um, you know, Reddish and DeAndre Hunter. I, I like the direction the franchise is headed. I, I remember at one point in time I was frustrated, and this goes back to the podcast I was listening to on uh, when you were talking about the worst, I guess, sports cities, and mm-hmm. you know how Atlanta you know, pretty much just traded away everybody, you know, or just overpaid people like Joe Johnson or, you know, just whoever it is. You know, we've had plenty of years where it was just like, what are we doing? We would like a friend. I mean, I would say, I know. I would say, like, when you look at, like, the past 10, 10, maybe 12, 15 years, honestly, with the Atlanta Hawks, I mean, in the mid-2000s, Atlanta was awful, just garbage, 20 wins, 25 wins, and they, they had no direction. And when they became good, I mean, they were just okay. They were a team that you knew was going to get to the playoffs, maybe surprise someone by winning a series, and then that's it. You know? And now, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, when the last time Atlanta, you know, was the number one seed, you know, their, our biggest star at that time was, you know, Al Horford. I'm no disrespect to Horford, but, I mean, to be a number one seed, you know, you're not, he, he's not a superstar to be a number one seed. You know what I'm saying? For a number one seed team. And then – you know, the other star of that team was Paul Millsap. And, I mean, again, no disrespect to Paul Millsap, but, I mean. His ceiling is, is only so high. Yeah, you know you know his ceiling. You you know what he's capable of, and then that's it. Whereas you look at the team we have now, and whenever Atlanta, you know, is good enough to compete for championships, you know, Trey Young is probably one of the most exciting young players in the league next to Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. You know, John Collins is one of the best, you know, versatile players. The NBA is so positionless now that I'm very excited because we have a, a somewhat positionless team, I guess, if you could put it that way. And and not just Atlanta, but just the NBA as a whole. It's it's so wide open now as it's been in a while. Oh, it's so exciting. It's such a great time to be a fan. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see who's going to um, end up, you know, being the champion this year. I'm a LeBron fan, so I'm kind of <laughs> – <laughs> All right. Respect that. I respect that. But... You know, I'm kind of like biased, I guess, as far as who do I think is gonna win this year. You know, the thing is, I'm like, I'm like, I, I, I appreciate LeBron's greatness, and honestly, I maybe this might be a hot take. It might be a cold take to others. I honestly think LeBron, or if he retires today, I think he's gonna be the greatest of all time. Really? No disrespect to Michael Jordan. I honestly really do think he's gonna go down as the greatest of all time. I'll give I'll give LeBron two, 
maybe number two. Uh, behind Jordan? Yeah, if he if he wins like another ring or two, then we can have that discussion. But if he were to mm-hmm. like retire today, I, I think LeBron is one B. I guess I would say. I mean, the reason why I just mentioned like why I think LeBron's just the best. I mean, I don't want to get too deep on this, but I just think I mean. I mean, obviously, Jordan was a great defender. He was a great two-way player early in his career, but kind of as his later career kind of later progressed, he came more and more mm-hmm. uh, just like a scoring threat. Rather than LeBron, you look at what LeBron does, you know, I would say, you know, he's a two-way player, defensively solid, offensively solid. He could play inside the paint. He, I would say, is a great definition of today's NBA's positionless player. Because LeBron can play point. He can run center in a small five if he wants to. And he could obviously play small four if that's his position. And uh, also what he does off the court, you know, he's very vocal, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, whatever is going on, whether it's in his community or uh, just whatever, whatever is going on, going on around the world, he's going to talk about it. Um, I, don't I do appreciate that. I definitely do appreciate it. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of what he said for when, it, when it came down to China, Hong Kong relations. But I mean, again, I'm not too well-versed in that, so I can't make a too much deep opinion, but I do appreciate him actually speaking up and, like, saying, oh, I'm grateful for this this platform that I have, and I want to use it properly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he opened up a school for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Like, you can only... Yeah, I mean, he's definitely helping him out. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I, I, I could talk about how athletes, you know, athletes do have a great platform to, you know... To, to use their cost. And I think LeBron has done a great job in the last 10 years to influence the next generation of so-called superstars to like use their voice. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Because I, I know, I know Jordan, not saying Jordan was obligated to talk about uh, social issues or whatever. Um, but for his, for his status that he had and still has, he can, he can talk out about some of these things that go on, you know, whether, you know, whether it's social injustices or, you know, just anything. He can say something. He's a billionaire. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, again, it's not our position to judge what he's doing outside the court or not. But, yeah, I do. Again, I, I appreciate what LeBron does for sure. Um, I guess other than that, man, let me – I would say let's just wrap this up, man. Thank you, Trey, again for coming on to the show. Um, honestly, this has been my longest episode, but I enjoyed, honestly, every minute of this. I would say, man, I enjoyed it as well, man. I gotta get you on my podcast too, uh, bro. I'm, I'm telling you, whenever you down, hit me up. I'm, I'm down. I'm ready to go. Yeah, this is definitely a great conversation. Um, definitely want to do this again. Yeah, for sure. I'll probably have you on in probably in, on a future episode. I mean, did you want to? I know you plugged in your podcast early on. Do you want to mention anything else before we had um close out? Yeah, again, man. Just uh, appreciate you again for having me. Uh, follow us on um instagram and on youtube at uh the brochillians uh you can follow me on instagram at t-r-e underscore matthews and then uh follow the other half of uh my bro uh scott of the podcast his instagram is uh jvst dot t-r-e um i I wish i would have had him on today with us but uh you know i know he's tied up with school and whatever else he has going on i mean who ain't bro yeah But other than that, guys, um, thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next Wednesday.